Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm here with Isabel Kiyosayan. My name is Kristen Vandeveer. We are the founders of Meditation Without Borders. And today's topic is about identifying the need of the times, which sounds really important. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but it's not as serious as you think. (laughs) So, you know, we talk about the need of the times a lot in terms of, you know, when we talk about following intuition and tapping into it. And so Izzy, what, what, what would you say, how would you define the need of the times? Well, it depends on how big you want to go or, <laughs> you know, you can go cosmic, like what does the world need now? Or what do I need now on, on my own individual level? Because we all have like, uh, we all have a plan. Like we're, we're not here by accident. We all have something that we that we have to achieve. It might be one thing or it can be a lot of small things. Um, so it's, it's about what is right at this precise moment, mm-hmm. either uh, for me on an individual level, or we can go a little bigger, you know, what's, what's the need of the time in Mexico? What's the need of the time in the States? What's the need of the time in the world? So it really depends on what, what, what aspect are you looking at? Mm-hmm. What the world I was just thinking that. (laughs) Love, sweet Sweet love. love. It's the only thing. There's just too little love. (laughs) Sorry, it was just, I couldn't help it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so to get, you know, give specific examples, what what, um, we're talking about is, you know, there's the need of the times for the world right now. For example, the need, one part of the big macro need of the times is that people need to meditate. <laughs> and the reason is because the whole collective needs to cool that down. You know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need to get the world meditating people, everyone, as many people as possible meditating, because then that will shift the, the root of all action to something that is more conscious and much more inclusive of all. And so things like harming the planet, things like harming each other, these things become impossible as you grow in consciousness. So if we get people growing in consciousness, these horrible conflicts we're seeing, Palestine and Israel right now, um, the horrible things that are happening to our planet, we're just reading about the how in five years there's going to be 30% more plastics being manufactured, mm-hmm. things like this, that will be impossible. You know, because any more than when your consciousness, you know, imagine walking up to a baby and hitting it. (laughs) You couldn't. Your consciousness won't let you do it. It won't let you do it. Even if it was like you get a million dollars if you smack that baby. (laughs) I don't know where this example is coming from. (laughs) Must be the need of the times. (laughs) But like you can't physically do it any more than you could jump off a cliff. Like you, there's there's such aversion that inner aversion. If you want to feel inner aversion, walk close to a precipice. You'll feel that inner aversion. That is your consciousness saying no. That inner aversion increases to things that are harmful. The greater your sense, your state of consciousness. So if you can imagine our world increasing in that way and the moment someone goes to harm someone else they feel that aversion like they're walking up to a cliff we know that we've made progress we know that consciousness is expanding and we're going to find ourselves in a kinder world that's the macro 
However, in the micro, you know, you can get yourself a little lost in terms of like, oh my gosh, am I, is, are my actions serving the need of the times? And if, you know, people will be like, oh, I didn't wake up and go to the soup kitchen today and, you know, I must be, you know, a horrible person because I'm sitting here with my with my blueberry smoothie, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's not how it works necessarily for individuals. There are certainly people who have this sense of mission and purpose, and they can have some sense of the greater theme of where they're moving. However, when it comes to your action in the moment, the need serving the need of the times comes from your inner, your inner compass. And it could be something that seems as benign as going to go get your smoothie. Mm -hmm. going to get your smoothie could be the most evolutionary action that you could possibly be doing. If you feel, if you, someone who meditates and you're really tapped into your intuition and that sense of that inner guidance, then when you have that sense of charm to go get yourself a smoothie, then there, there it is. There's your most, there's your need of the times. Yeah. You don't have to know what it is. You don't have to know why it just, it, that, it, because we don't have all the data, you know? Yeah. And what's really interesting is that we, we usually think that, you know, if, if I get my smoothie, I might, I might be being selfish, but you're, you're thinking it on a, on a very micro level. You have to go big in the sense that whatever your intuition is telling you to do is serving that big purpose because it's all completely connected and intertwined. And so you know, the, the need of the time at, on, a, on a macro level is, you know, saving the planet, you know, getting everybody evolved, getting everybody to be a little bit more, more conscious. And so when, when you meditate, um, you, you realize that it's not just about you, you know, it's the you, you, the small you, and then the big you, and you start to care about the big you. So, so you're kind of more in tuned to what, Whatever it is that you have to do at that moment and whatever it is, even if it's getting a smoothie, it's going to serve the bigger purpose. And what's really interesting is that it's changing all the time. So you have to always, you, you know, be aware of what is it calling to do at this precise moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, but that, you know, this ties into the concept of Dharma a little bit. And, you know, just like the just like the word karma, people don't understand the word dharma either. And dharma is the, that is your most evolutionary path. That is the path. If you were to take the most evolutionary, most serving need of the times path in life, that is your dharmic path. However, people tend to think of their dharmic path as like, oh, I'm, a, you know, being a violinist. That's my dharma. And it's like, well, that's a job description, you know, <laughs> like that's, that could be part of your Dharma. But when it comes to trying to discern your Dharma, it's best not to go too far into the future. And it's best to think what is in, what is the need of the times this moment? What is my next right action? What is the next baby step? Because that your Dharmic path is not just one thing. It's you going over here, meeting this person. It's you having this influence over here. It's you maybe playing violin over here, but then there's also you having a conversation with someone at the bus stop over here, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that Dharmic path is constantly changing. And to the extent that you can kind of let go of your expectations of it and just let yourself flow in the center of the river, then that will be the most frictionless path 
that's the path of Kriya um, versus karma, because <clears throat> you're following that that most evolutionary, most need of the times path you can. If you resist that, if you say no, I I I don't want to go over here and get my smoothie. I'm gonna, you know, I don't know what could we be doing. <laughs> I could be. I want to do something really important. You know, like I'm gonna go, you know, hand out flyers about, you know, I don't know some some protest that's gonna happen. Um, so you, even though you don't even feel like it, you're just like your intellect convinces you to do that. Then you're gonna have karma. You might get a flat tire in the way, you know, like, so you, you, it'll be, it'll feel friction. It'll feel like there's friction in there. They'll feel like there's a version because that's not your most evolutionary path. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it won't even make sense. It'll be like, why am I being pushed to get my mm-hmm. smoothie? Yeah. So we try to, you know, make sense of it intellectually and like, well, maybe I'm helping the local people, you know, at the place and the local farmers that, you know, you know, put the berries in it, whatever. Um, and and it might be one of the reasons, but what I, what I love about the Vedic perspective and it's that things don't happen just for one reason. Things happen for mm-hmm. all reasons. So right. you might get, you know, insight into a few but there's so many more things that are that are in motion there that are helping everybody around you. They're just kind of rising the collective into into that dharma as well, into that kriya. I think we also don't consider how much our presence, our being, has an effect on our event horizon. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you could enter, you know, say for some example, you're someone who's fairly high conscious, you either meditate or you just were born that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You enter a space, you have a very specific effect on the subtle atmosphere of that space. And so you could even, you might lift, have an uplifting effect. It has nothing to do with you and your day, but you needed to be there because Mm -hmm. you needed, your presence needed to be there for some reason. Um, and honestly, it's not like we go through our day thinking about this. Like, it's more you just check in and be like, okay, where where is that inner self telling me to go right now? Like, yeah. allow that to 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 be what tells you what ha- what happens next. Yeah. And even if it's you know, it's not like you you cease planning. You plan when it becomes charming. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and what's interesting about, you know, following this path, which a lot of people tend to get wrong, just because our practice <laughs> is all about being effortless. So some right. people are like, well, you know, this is, this is taking a lot of effort. And it's like, it can take effort, but it's not the same as friction. Like there's an yeah. effort in, in going to get your smoothie. Like there's an effort in, you can maybe have to walk, maybe you have to drive. It's not like, oh, the smoothie's just going to float into your hand. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like there's, there's an effort involved, but there's no friction. So there, there's, there's a difference, which is very important. Like yeah. all of our studying for IT and all of the preparedness to getting, to get there, there was a lot of effort involved. Yeah. IT, it was hard. It, like it was, yeah. it was hard. Like we, like for me, I had to work. I, I had a full-time job and I was working. And then at night I would study till like one or two in the morning and I would same day the same thing every day. And like, there was a lot of effort involved, but I did it happily because there was no friction. Mm-hmm. What I find fascinating is when 
the things like we set up expectations or we try to control outcomes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we are unable to do that. Like Mm -hmm. something comes in and messes with our plans. What's fascinating to me is when I look back at certain times of that, and it's when I realized that those things got messed up for some very important reasons Mm -hmm. (laughs) that like, I didn't know better at the time. Like I thought I knew better. I can think of one in which I was in working in this ad agency and they told me I had to cut my trip short. Mm -hmm. I had to come back and I was so upset. I didn't, you know, I hadn't been home in a year and like I was, I had to fly in for this wedding of one of my best friends and fly right out again. And like, you know, I resisted that. I was like Mm -hmm. kicking and screaming. Like (laughs) I don't like to be controlled. And so like, I was just pissed off. But it turned out that I ended up on the flight that I had to change my flight to. I ended up on the flight where with my who the guy who was going to end up being my husband. Oh, I didn't you know. know that. I mean, I knew mm-hmm. he was on the plane, but I didn't know that it was. You yeah, had I had to flight. change the flight to that one. So sometimes when our plans get quote unquote messed up, it's actually helping us, you know, it's for, it's, it's really, um, and I have many examples of this, of where I thought I knew where things were going and I set expectations and I was really disappointed, but really it was, things were aligning themselves in a very specific way. And really the nature is always doing that. It's always aligning itself for you. Even the things that seem rough are to teach you lessons. (laughs) So, so when things kind of, when we feel like we're trying to control something and it doesn't work out, it's best to, you know, not resist that and continue checking in and seeing like, sometimes the the charm may be to resist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's where it gets confusing. Like sometimes it may be like, no, you have to keep going this direction, but you don't do it for the sake of like not quitting or the sake of, you know, like, like just keep listening Mm-hmm. Keep listening and and be cooperative with your big self, your outside self, which is also organizing. It ha- it has the power to organize. Yeah, much better than you. <laughs> <laughs> much better than any of us. And, and what? Because it's this is a concept that's very hard to wrap your head around. It's like what? Yeah. And and what helps you understand it is when you experience it. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, this really worked out. Okay, and then, so then your mind kind of just like, okay, I'm going to allow this to happen because it's proven right. Right. So that's why you, you need the experience first and then you can trust it. <laughs> yeah. And you might question like, why is it that we have to contribute to the need of the times? Mm-hmm. What's what's the point? You know, like why, why can't we just um, do something else? And the reason is because everything is all one thing and it's all trying to evolve. Mm -hmm. And so the need of the times is always evolution. So if we're not evolving, you know, even on a personal level, if we're not evolving, that means we are not contributing to that great, that greater evolution. Yeah. And if you're not contributing that greater evolution, nature's laws won't allow for that. It'll start getting rough. Yeah. They'll start getting rough. So the need of the times, you know, and we're all doing it to percentages, mm-hmm. you know, like, so say, for example, you order a smoothie instead of a cappuccino <laughs> and the need of the times was a cappuccino, <laughs> 
you're you're like a you know you're a hair off you're just a percentage off but say the need of the times was to get the cappuccino and you uh you went boogie boarding <laughs> you're a few more degrees off say the need of the times was to get the chick cappuccino and you decide to i don't know go and um you know dump a bunch of trash in the ocean <laughs> Now you're even further off. Now you're now you're kind of working against evolution. So it's uh it's all degrees. It's all it's all a matter of degrees. Yeah. And the degree of roughness that you feel is the degree you're you're off. You're exactly. That's, that path. That's a good thermometer. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> barometer, thermometer, meter. Charmometer. Charmometer. <laughs> charmometer. The charmometer. Oh my god, that is so getting hashtagged. <laughs> charmometer, <laughs> the charmometer. Where is my charmometer reading? And and it's very important. I mean, I know some people are very have you know what what when we call charm, it's it's kind of like intuition. So just yeah. to explain, uh, if people don't know what we're talking about, but it's it's that intuition. It's kind of like that gut feeling that you should go this way, you should do this, you should do that and some people have it highly developed already i find this true with artists um just because they're very in touch with that higher self that kind of a lot of times guides their art and um some of us don't i I, like i didn't have it at all and it's very hard to listen to yourself when there's a lot of stress there so that's when meditation really helps because when you start to get rid of that old stress and you know under like you you get that intuition you you hear it more because you're more in touch with yourself and your higher self so it's so this is this is specifically something that meditators have very developed because it's like go this do that and so sometimes it, it, it won't even make sense. And sometimes it'll be just like, you know, right now, just watch a movie. That's what's charming. Perfect. Watch a movie. Maybe you need to rest so that tomorrow you do something that, you know, you need that evolutionary, uh, you're following that evolutionary path. And sometimes it's just resting so that the next day you might be prepared to do something that'll be a little more active. So just yeah. like, what do I need to do at this precise moment? And since I'm pregnant right now every day it's like yes official (laughs) announcement once again here i am um every day it's like what's charming to lay down what's charming today to lay down and it's like really (laughs) you don't want and that's not to do anything i'm making feet so it's like okay you know something else is is more important than whatever it is i want to be doing right now um whatever it is i think is important what's important is making feet or toes or hands or whatever is going on in there right now. So, <laughs> I don't know what's, what's cooking. I have very little to do with it. But it's the thing is like, that's the need of the time right now. You need to rest because yeah. you are, you know, creating this environment for this very high, I know it's going to be like this very highly spiritual baby. So your energy right now is is to do that. That's what you need to do. Just rest and enjoy so that your body takes care of making this amazing environment for this amazing baby that's coming. And that's what <laughs> needs to happen. And sometimes we, we might even feel guilty, but it's like, just allow what needs to happen. 
I think too sometimes you know when we're going through something difficult the body needs more rest mm -hmm. than we give it credit for and so sometimes not doing is the most charming mm -hmm. and so if it feels like you don't want to do anything even if you're feeling a little depressed um you know depression can be deep rest you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so sometimes the, the need of the times is is non-activity um or you know to go inward or to meditate or to rest or to lay down you know and um you know it can be hard when until you're meditating until you're really able to kind of feel the difference people people are who are full of stress have a really hard time with this mm -hmm. because their stress is what is dictating what it is charming mm -hmm. you know if you're someone who's full of stress and that uh, you know coping mechanisms are charming mm -hmm. cigarette smoking is charming Drinking. Um, drinking is charming, you know, anything to distract from the experience of your body in its stillness. Oops, sorry. Should have turned that <laughs> off. <laughs> um, anything that distracts from the experience of, of, you know, your people who are highly stressed without stimulus, their body is uncomfortable mm -hmm. just to be with themselves still, you know, to be still with themselves is highly uncomfortable. So most of what's charming is to distract from that discomfort mm -hmm. or to cope with that discomfort. And so they get really lost when we talk about intuition because they have intuition, but it gets confused with those other, those other kind of grasping mm -hmm. desires, you know, and they're also still in the consciousness state of outside things are what make me happy. Yeah. You get yourself out of that. Um, and you know, when you let go of like, okay, outside doesn't matter, you know, it's the inside is where my source is and you're able to let go of all those expectations and things, then it's much easier to listen to it because mm -hmm. then you're open to anything. Exactly. You don't have this like, oh, I need to go to that party because uh, everyone's going to that party. And if everyone goes to that party, I need to go to that party because that's, I'm going to be annoyed with myself and disappointed if I'm not at that party, you know, then all of a sudden when your intuition is telling you, you need to go to the beach because there's going to be someone there you need to meet, mm -hmm. you know, like it doesn't, your intellect's like, but we need to go to that party. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can kind of let go of your expectations for your future, if you can get let go of your expectations for what it is that makes you happy and know that it's within, then now the intuition is really clear. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you end up choiceless. So the need of the times spontaneously percolates into your awareness mm -hmm. and you follow it without judging it. Sometimes it's curious. It's like, why this? Like, okay. Why you buy tickets to Puerto Rico? Okay. I'm going to Puerto Rico. Interesting. You know, um, it's a very interesting way to live. It's kind of like reading a, like rather than trying to like write the book as you're, as you're reading it, you know, like dictate where the story goes. Yeah. It's like you let the story unfold naturally. And, and it's amazing because at first it seems like a little daunting idea, like what? Like zero control. But then <laughs> when you see how wonderful it works out and how what really for me was amazing was like, you're in good hands. Like, don't yeah. worry. Like you're being taken care of. It's like, okay, just take me to wherever I need to be. And just the ride is unbelievable. The tricky part comes 
say, for example, that Need of the Times is coming up and it is going to disappoint someone. You know, like, say, for example, you feel like, you know, you're supposed to be going on a family vacation to Disney World and you just have nothing but aversion. And you're like, but if I back out, it's going to upset people, mm-hmm. you know. You, the, what is the, What do you do there? Do you go with the obligation or do you go with charm? Do you go with the feeling of that need of the times or do you go with, you know... That's the tricky, tricky part. That's the tricky, tricky part. The ding, ding, ding answer is you go with the need of the times. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the truth is in those situations, when you have to bow out of obligation, it is actually because of the need of the times and the most evolutionary thing for you, it's also the most evolutionary thing for that person you're going to disappoint, even though they might not realize it. So in a way, you can know within yourself that you're actually doing the best thing for them. Like, say, for example, you are working on a project with someone and you have to back out of it because the charm has fallen out of the project. You can know that if you excuse yourself from it, that whoever is going to come replace you is probably a better fit. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be better for that person you're working with. Um, And it can cause a little bit of discomfort, you know, especially if you've been resisting that. Yeah. The longer you resist that, the more roughness there will be to finally step out of that. But it still is better for everyone. And in a way, it's like kind of like the ultimate love test because it's like, I know you're going to be upset with me, but yeah. this is ultimately what's best for you, for me, for everyone. For everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's like they might not understand it. And it's like, it's okay. You have to let go the fact that they might be upset that you know they they might not understand but in the long run you're actually benefiting everyone and usually you know if you've kind of gotten gone on the right path is because there's immediate relief a feeling of relief of like oh that feels better and also the further you you go from that point the more you cannot imagine making a different decision mm-hmm. you know you're like oh my gosh how how was this even a question how is this even a, a, how did I even hesitate? You know, like, because it becomes so clear as you move away from it. It's like, oh, that always had to happen. And sometimes it's even like automatic. Like sometimes like, oh, well, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even like, it just, it's just like, like, oh, I said that. Where did that come from? And sometimes it's like the universe spoke through you. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's interesting like this happened when I adopted my dog Uma I I went to the it, I had I had a really bad day that day um and I was like I need to go to the park like I need to go to the park and I was like okay let's go to the park and so I went to the park and I was with my friend and it was Sunday and on Sunday in this park in Mexico City there are so many dogs that they're giving away an adoption and so I saw Uma and I was like oh that's a very nice dog and so I was walking around with her they, they give you the leash and just like walk around see how you connect and then come back and then you know my intuition my charm was like get the dog get the dog get the dog but then you know my mind was like no yeah. no why are you getting a dog you work like you, she's gonna be alone all day it's like so I gave them back I was like no you know what thank you and then I went to get ice cream with my friend and then we I, we were walking back and then 
they were leaving. It was late at night, and there they were they they were with Uma, and I didn't know it was Uma. And I was like, "Oh, that's a great dog." And my friend is like, "It's the same dog." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and then they tell me like, "Are you sure you don't want the dog?" And literally, the universe spoke through me like, "Okay." okay. So they just gave me the leash. I didn't get to like I didn't have to sign any papers. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I guess I have a dog now. <laughs> and so it was like at that moment, like I resisted it. It gave me a second chance and it didn't like it didn't even give me right. an option. Like this dog is for you. And obviously it's been the greatest <laughs> thing to have Uma in my life. I know. It's so funny. Um, and I feel she's even like a support dog because when I'm teaching and, you know, students, sometimes, you know, they're having a rough time, they're unstressing and Uma just goes and she sits with them in their feet and gives them love. And it's yeah. like, she is part of that plan. I can't wait to meet her in person. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's funny how, how things, you know, I, I've even like, there'll be times when I kind of resist something. And I already know how things are going to go. You know what I mean? Like, I already know that, um, excuse me, I have one of my little ones coming in. Delphine, I'm recording, honey. Thank you. Sorry. Um, back up. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes I already know the way things are going to go. Like, but I still kind of play with resisting it a little bit. Like when it was time to just pull my kids out of school and homeschool them. It was like, I knew I was going to do that, but I kind of messed around for a few weeks. Like, cause my intellect was like, wow, it's such a big decision. Pulling them out. Are you sure you can do this? It was like, give me all this crap. And the whole time I was like, sure. Right. I'll, I'll just wait and I'll let them start school on zoom and see how it goes. And the whole time I'm like, I know I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I know this is not going to happen. And honestly, to the extent that I did that, I, um, I, I felt a little bit of roughness, you know, I ended up having to order all the stuff late and it didn't come because it had to be back ordered. Like had I just gone with it when I knew it was time to go, it would have been nice and smooth, mm -hmm. but it was a little bit rough because I was a little bit, I was ordering the cappuccino instead of the smoothie. Yeah. Or I can't remember if I, I forget which one was, yeah. which beverage was but more it, evolutionary. <laughs> and, you know, it's okay. You can just like, it's testing the waters. Yeah, I was just kind of seeing, I was like, okay, I'm just going to dabble over here in this non-evolutionary-ness just to see. And it was clear. And it, we ended up doing this crazy cross-country drive that absolutely had to happen. That never could have happened had I not been homeschooling. Like, all these things happened that, like, that, that were hinging on that decision. Yeah. That as time went on, it was so much more clear. It's like, okay, obviously that had to happen. Obviously that had to happen. Uh, you know, it all became obvious after. So, you know... Even though that's the thing, it becomes obvious after, you know, yeah. the need of the times, the need, the need will often reveal itself. Sometimes it doesn't, but often it will reveal itself after and you see all the things that hinge on it. And then, um, but you, you don't, you're not privileged, you're not privileged to that information before, which is why you need to have that openness mm -hmm. to like, okay, well, I'm going to pull my kids out of school, even though this is the unknown and it's scary, or I'm going to, you know, go on this crazy cross country trip in the middle of a pandemic with three children like that was that was when charm came through on that i was like yeah sure about that one really this is what we're doing and that's also what interesting is because the need of the times gets more complicated like you start getting instead of just like okay go get the smoothie it's 
go on a cross country trip and you need to go on this day and you need to do it this way. Like it becomes very, it's like a whole, I think I picture it like a fax machine coming through, like a fax comes through and it's as impersonal as that. It's like, this is what you're doing. It gets more and more specific. And it's very specific and it's very much like, okay, these are my orders. You're like, all right. You, and you kind of like, sometimes you raise your eyebrows like, wow, that, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes, that's, that's really bananas. I'll do it. That is terrifying. All right. And what's also do this. super fascinating is that, um, which, which I, I love, it's that you, you allow yourself without being attached, you know, rigidly attached yep. to specific timings and outcomes. So you might get this fax and maybe halfway through the instructions, you get another one. It's like, but what? I, I, <laughs> yeah. I haven't finished Wait, the I was, other one. And it's yeah. like, don't worry, forget about that one. This one took you to where you needed to be so that now you can right. complete the, the new task. <laughs> right, right. But I'm only in Texas with these three children. Time to go back. <laughs> time, to, time to do something else. And so, no. And so yeah, that's why it's no, like that's... you're not really, I mean, you to enjoy the ride fully, you need to let go of, of how the, the outcome will, will, mm-hmm. will come about and the timing. It's like, it because it's, sometimes it's about the outcome, but I mean, and the, and the cause, I mean, the, the big outcome is obviously evolution. So maybe that was yeah. a path, but now, you know, the universe found an even better path. That's like, okay, detour. Or it had, it had to, it had to send you that fax because if it sent you, sent you the, the real facts, you wouldn't have been in the right place at the right time. Exactly. So it had to give you, get you part of the way there mm-hmm. through somewhat false pretenses. Yeah. <laughs> or either that, or maybe, you know, it's like, I always see it as like a GPS. It's like, it's always rerouting, Yeah. you know, it's like rerouting, rerouting. And, um, and it's also important when we're talking about the need of the times to know that there are many needs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like even though the big need is evolution, that not everybody is going to get the same calling Mm -hmm. and that, you know, one person's calling is not necessarily better than another's, you know, like maybe one person has a calling that has what appears to have a lot of influence, Mm -hmm. you know, and another person's calling is to do something very simple. Like maybe they just, they are, um, head of like, a Girl Scout troop, for example. And as that head of a Girl Scout troop, they are, they are uplifting all these lives, you know, through the troop, Mm -hmm. you know, and touching all these families. But this is not, you know, going to make the newspapers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's, it's letting go also of like, like, okay, if, if you're someone who really is, you know, wanting to help the world, there's so many ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. The best way you help the world, the best way you serve the need of the times is you let your consciousness grow as you go within, because mm-hmm. then you're going to get the right role for you. You know, someone for someone being an Olympic ice skater, that's their Dharma. That is the most evolutionary thing mm-hmm. for them in that moment. That's going to be help them grow. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. ice skating, ice dancing, who knows, whatever, for some yeah. reason, they need to ice skate in this lifetime. And that that is going to put them on the right path for everyone else they come in contact to to grow. Ice dancing is not my dharma. <laughs> you know? like, it's not mine either. It's not my path. And that's that's all right. And, you know, like we want to just not get too judgy about 
what people are doing in their paths because everyone is, you know, we don't always know the influence someone yeah. is having. As long as you're doing what, what feels right for you and, you know, and you're honest about it and you, it, it's, it has no friction and you enjoy it, then that's what you're supposed to be doing at any given yeah. time. How big or how small, you know, you can be an ice skater and at some point you're like, hey, I want to go get my smoothie now. Well, that's what you're supposed to be doing as long as you're being honest about about your feelings. I mean, and oftentimes you'll see you'll see people who are really you can tell when people are really on that calling. Yeah. And it's not about like, say they end up getting kind of famous for it. It's not, but it's never about the fame for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, and sometimes they're almost annoyed by the extra stuff that they have to deal with when really they just want to work on whatever it is that they're, you know, their calling is telling yeah. them to do. Um, and then, then, you know, someone's really on it. You can get that sense as opposed to someone who's like, I want to write a book mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what the book says. I want to write a book so that, you know, I feel validated as a human being because, you know. I feel like if I'm published, then that means that people have to take me seriously. Mm -hmm. This is not someone on their, <laughs> yeah. this is not the need of the times. This is serving the ego. Exactly. You know? <laughs> They're looking for outside things for happiness instead of, you know, actually right. listening to what's right for them. As opposed to someone who may be doing the same action, maybe writing a book, but they are, um, they're, they, the book came on the fax machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And and when you follow it, it it it'll just be so much easier to get published because that is the need of the time, right? Then then you're actually that's because it is, um, you know, you have the support of nature because you are acting as big nature in that mm -hmm. sense. There's no separation between that outside and inside. You're following that. You're following your big self. Yeah. And so that big self includes everything, and so that's why everything seems to line up. Yeah. Because, because it's all one thing. If you're, if you're acting for your ego, mm -hmm. if you're acting for that individuality, then it's just a very small portion of that oneness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so if not everything is going to line up, it's going to feel forced. Yeah. Um, you're acting for the big self. Well, the big self is already in charge of everything else. So it's, it's already lining itself up. It's serving itself, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and you're just serving that. And so you actually get the, the benefit of, of being, you know, you get to ride in the limo. <laughs> yeah. And you enjoy it. That's, that's the best right. part. It's a like, oh, you have to serve the need of the time. You have to suffer and you have to, right. you know, do all these things. No, it's, it's actually enjoyable. It's what you want to be doing. Serving, I think, is, is an interesting concept because it's one that we as um, Western people, like, almost have like a distaste for. <laughs> Like, it's like servants, like a servant. I want to be the king. I want yeah. to be the queen. I don't want to be the I'm servant. I'm in control. All right. I'm like, I want to be the one who gets served. And um, unless it's, you know, legal papers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, no, this to be the servant is, that is the highest role, mm -hmm. you know. But being a servant to your, to that big self, to that inner self, that big self is the need of the times. The yeah. big self is, is all it's doing is evolving. It's, it's served the need of the times is the need of that big self. And, and I think one of the reasons why people are a little off put by the whole serving is because they think that they're serving something different than themselves. 
and you're actually yeah. just serving yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's selfish, but it's like big selfish, exactly. not small selfish. Exactly. It's like I had this discussion, like when you do, uh, you know, community service, it's selfish in the way that it's selfish because you do it because it makes you feel good. But at the same time, you're serving right. a bigger purpose. So it's actually, yeah, it's it's selfish. Selfishly. Well, it's selfish. like everyone is self-serving. The question is, how big is yourself? I love that. You know? I love so it's like if you're big, if you are grounded in your big self and that is your identity, then your what your actions will be serving that big self. Mm-hmm. And so you will be not seeming selfish, but really you're serving that larger self. Mm-hmm. If your consciousness state is such that you are in your individuality and that's how you identify yourself, then all your actions will be for that small self. Mm-hmm. That's just how consciousness works. That's how your conscious state, that's how you will be motivated. That you won't be able to help it. Small consciousness serves small consciousness. Yeah. And so this is why, back again, we're bringing it for a small circle. <laughs> we need everyone to meditate because then we don't have a bunch of selfish a-holes <laughs> running the planet. <laughs> Which is something that we talked about before. You know, it's not about changing the leaders. It's about changing the people who pick these leaders. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to change the collective. And the way to do it is meditation. Which is why, you know, our theme for Meditation Without Borders has always been that meditation is, is I forget the theme of our version. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a few themes. We have many themes. But, you know. <laughs> many themes. <laughs> It's, you know, go within, you know, in order to help. I, I don't remember oh, exactly how we word it. Is, <laughs> is, it's not just for yourself. Meditation isn't, isn't like. A, a, it's for everyone. It's for everyone. It's, it's an act of, of, it's a catalyst for social exactly. change. It's an act of service. Meditation is the best way to actually be the change in the world, yeah. which is why we called our whole thing after the Gandhi quote, our podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah yes we have many themes we have many mottos yeah. But, yeah, meditation <laughs> but that's the idea is an act of social change so yeah if if you meditate you're serving your own purpose and by doing that you're serving the purpose of the universe yeah What's and the more you're in that, that big self yeah and if you're finding your your happiness within then then really it's like you've already been served mm-hmm. you know then then it's like just enjoy the you ride are, you can just now your actions is just for fun you know whatever happens is just makes things interesting and you're not trying to control every outcome Mm -hmm. in order to have you know i i thought we'd do in a separate episode on this at some day it's about but about you know being an exporter of happiness versus an importer once you become an exporter it doesn't matter what's going on Mm -hmm. on the outside and you actually become a server you know you're obviously serving the need of the times because now you're just generating unity and happiness wherever you go yeah so that's good it's a good thing it's a good place to be yeah yeah it feels good exactly it does it does so just you know tap into that inner intuition that inner charm and let it lead you and you know and and just to say like as we get back to everything being in degrees you know as your consciousness grows, if you still have some grasping tendencies, if you still have some small self behaviors, like go easy on yourself. Like we're all just making the transition. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, like don't worry about if you got the cappuccino instead of the smoothie or, you know, just we're all doing the best. And if you went with your intellect and it didn't work out, 
and um, just there's always a next there's always another opportunity at every moment there's an opportunity yeah to serve that need of the times there's no last chance term. right you just keep keep work you know keep keep exploring it keep doing the research and um, and yeah d- don't take any of it too seriously because <laughs> we don't <laughs> <laughs> clearly <laughs> seriously <laughs> thank thanks everyone and um we hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> we do. We do. Thank you for listening. We enjoy, we enjoy making them. And if you're looking for more episodes, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple iTunes. And you can find us on a whole bunch of other random podcast services that keep emailing me. <laughs> <So> <laughs> basically, um, you know, enjoy the rest of our episodes if you like. We also have our website, meditationwithoutborders.net. And uh, we hope you are all doing well. Bye. Jager Dave. Jager Dave.